This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back, Winning Plays Podcast. Rich Levine, Brian Robb. All right, B-Rob, we have a few places we can start today. we got Taco Fall as a Cleveland Cavalier. We have Jason Tatum looking jacked. But here, here's what we're doing. How desperate, here's the question we're starting with, how desperate does Daryl Morey have to be to potentially trade Ben Simmons to the Celtics? <laughs> I mean, I just don't, I think there are better options for him no matter the circumstances. But my question, when you throw that at me, you'd be like, on what planet are the Celtics very interested in Ben Simmons in the first place? Like what? I, I would be very interested if really? I was. Really? Because I, I, oh, yes. I wouldn't be. Listen, when he's, when he's the... $30 million a year to like to choke every playoffs? Like, but you sure. don't have to, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to worry about him as much when he's got the Jays with him. I think, yeah, maybe teams will try to game plan around him a little bit. Maybe you have a hack of Simmons situation, but if you have a situation, okay, the contract is going to be the contract. But if you say, listen, man, don't worry about shooting. Be a first team, all defender, get the ball, lead us on the break, make things happen, get other guys open. We're going to take away all that pressure of you having to be the number one pick with the, with the team that, that, that drafted you. We're going to, re- we're going to relieve you of some of that stress of some of those expectations, you go out and you just be you. You play with the Jays, you play with Marcus Smart, and you be you, and that makes me excited if I'm a Celtics fan. This is true. Like, I mean, if everything lines up like that, you can see the alert. But I just don't – The I think, A, the Sixers can probably get – a better offer than whatever the Celtics might be willing to put on the table and be the, the, the timeline here does not work well in the Celtics favor either, because all the guys you would theoretically offer in a hypothetical Ben Simmons deal just got an extension so that you can't trade them for a couple months at least. So, so, but, so Richard Simmons, Al could be traded. Al yeah. could, that's true. You could, that's true. You could do Al and you know, Philly's and, dying to, to run back that, ex- that experiment. <laughs> It went so well the first time. Bring back Al. Just send him Al and Josh Richardson for Ben Simmons. Al, Josh Richardson, Neesmith, and uh, Peyton, and and pick a draft pick. And then you you don't like that that five if you get if you have Smart, Schroeder, the Jays, and Simmons. Yeah, I mean, if you can keep Smart in the deal, then I'm more I'm more intrigued by that. But I I do look at it. And it's funny because you say, you know, how Jasper would Daryl Morey be like, you know, oh, yeah, there's no way the Sixers would, would deal with the Celtics here. It's easy to forget, like, you know, three or four years ago when the Celtics traded for Kyrie, like a year after playing them in the conference finals. That, I mean, we, right. it, there's obviously different people in charge here. Brad Stevens obviously taking over for Danny. But, I mean, that I think there's two parties that would always be willing to talk no matter their rivals right now. But, I guess if I'm Brad, like, despite your, you know, painting the picture of, you know, Ben Simmons, if everything goes right in the situation for Boston, him being a third option, it is a fun, you know, thought there. I still think the Southern should be aiming higher with that for the third star piece. So I'm not willing to, to like, think about making a move like this now, which I assume this is a deal that's going to happen, you know, in the next couple months. And I would, I would much rather be, of the mind of like, 
let's wait and see for obviously Bradley Beal or whatever other options might emerge rather than using our draft capital and player capital on, on Simmons and paying him probably more than I'd want to pay him. Yeah. I just think that if you're talking about Bradley Beal, a guy who does his strengths are Jason Tatum's strengths. And you probably start to wonder, is there enough ball to go around for all three of those guys? You don't worry about that with Ben Simmons. No, that's fair. You don't worry about the star who, who doesn't want it. Take the ball. Don't give me the ball. <laughs> Let me give it to you. And, I mean, the defense, obviously, there, like, there is a case, given his age, there is a case to be made like this would be certainly a better situation for him than Philly in terms of, like, the... It would be one of the better situations out there. Right. For him. But, for him. But, again, that's a situation... So, so what, who are the other teams? Like, what, what's the other? So you have potentially De'Aaron Fox in Sacramento. Yeah, I Sacramento think that that there. that's a pie in the sky. I think that for Maury seems like the best deal he's going to get if potentially he can get it. Like that, you're not, you're not going to get aren't many other players. Like who else is there? D'Angelo Russell? Maybe you're going to get like. I don't think you're going to get like you're definitely not getting Fox. Like if you're dealing with Sacramento, I think there might be like one of the favorites out there in a few. Um, books but you at least can get okay like buddy healed harrison barnes you can at least get like win now guys that aren't ben simmons but can provide spacing for you play some defense in the case of barnes and you know maybe make your make a team that makes more sense if simmons if you just can't count on simmons in the postseason so they're out there like i said the wolves they have d'angelo russell malik beasley some other like you know, Jay McDaniels, a couple of like intriguing younger prospects, I guess. And then, and then there's a golden state wild card in terms of like, if they want to package, but it, but if you're Daryl Morey, yeah. would you be intrigued with that? Okay, you're going to take a lottery. You're going to take a bunch of like lottery picks that could turn into something, but also could be nothing. And then you, you waste a couple more years of Embiid's prime. I'm not sure, you know, like they can put together a deal. That makes sense. Right. Cause what you're taking Wiggins, you're taking uh, right. Weissman. Right. And maybe one of the lottery picks. Is that enough? Like, if I'm Daryl Moore, I'm yeah. like, well, that doesn't do anything for me. Depends what else is out there. Again, that's a, that's why I say like, how desperate? Because you know, even if it was the even if it was the best deal, Daryl might want to think twice about trading to the Celtics. But uh, when you're when you're losing, when it when it's a losing trade, and you're just kind of stuck. Because I mean, you know, you can't blame Daryl for go, for for going out the way he did. And asking, you know, reportedly, we don't know actually what ha- what happened, but for asking for the most you could possibly ask for right off the bat, um, sort of testing the market, the market to see what Simmons is worth to these other teams, but like, doesn't appear to be very much as we're as we're like a month away from from training camp. Yeah, it's it puts this. I mean, the Sixers are in a really tough spot here as a franchise right now because again, with the the win now component of this with the clutch camp, essentially. And I want to get your take on this just in terms of like, you know, I've, there's the reports of like Tyrese Maxey also being like, you know, who is a, a rich ball client also like, you know, wanting out as part of the deal, which is just like, okay, like what, like, how does that make any sense for a guy? Who well, it, it hasn't even been as much that he wants out as that, which Paul wants. Him right, out, right. right. So it's <laughs> like, right. Like, okay, that we're going to acquiesce to your agent here just because you were an emerging point guard here off the bench for us that we could probably you know, use more of in year two. I mean, I said, Rich Paul is, he's a, he's a powerful guy. I think that is the one thing we can say for sure. And if, and if, if it's a game of having to keep him 
somewhat happy. Like again, yeah. It's some and and the, and the sad thing is, is these players like like Nerlens Noel who often are going to get the short end of the stick in these in these situations, right? Because I I think I mean we don't know too much about Maxi, but like he seems like he's in a pretty good spot right now. You're in a, a a big market in a team that's going to be in the playoffs every year. Even last year as a rookie, as a young rookie, you start to establish yourself as a genuine piece of their their puzzle. And then if you end up in Sacramento, right, where young careers go to die because <laughs> because Rich Paul is playing hardball, you know, with the organization, that that sucks. I mean, and, and it remains to be seen what will happen. But uh I, I don't I, I don't envy Maxi in, in that in that spot. So if you are the Celtics here and you're and you realistically you're you know you're not going to get involved here unless things get super desperate for Philly they're they're going to say hey we're we're going to send him out west so we don't have to deal with the the aftermath of of Ben Simmons what is the ideal team for him to go to for if, for Simmons knowing like what's the like what are the players you don't want to see go back to Philly that makes them suddenly a, a scarier sure. team, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, et cetera. Like, is it the Sacramento package? Is it, you know, some intriguing guys from Minnesota? Um, yeah. Is it like CJ McCollum? Like that's, wow. Is that like, will something like that scare you? Like, well, what's the best case scenario here for the Celtics? Or, so, yeah. So what's, or what's the best case scenario for the Sixers? Either way. I know what you're saying. I, yeah, so, so, so as from myself, from a Celtics perspective, I would fear the McCollum deal. I think most, mm-hmm. just as he's, I think, the best player of that crew. Get, like, for if I'm a Celtics, I'm happy if they make that Minnesota deal. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, obviously, he's a talented guy. He's an All Star. You can put up numbers. He's like a sort of like a human white flag. I feel like when if if you acquire him, like you're you're not making noise for a couple of years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just just with his contract and all that. I just I just don't Yeah, will will the Sixers be a playoff team if they have D'Angelo Russell? Yes, because they have Joel Embiid, but when it comes to winning time, I'm feeling okay. And Malik Beasley, obviously an insanely talented guy. Uh Philly would be his third year, third team in not so many years. Has some off the court issues that I don't know. If you're trying to bring up build a winning atmosphere, I don't know, or building culture. He doesn't seem to be the guy that you're going to bring in right now. So, yeah, go for it, Daryl. Go go for <laughs> that that T-Wolves deal. I think that's what Brad Stevens is rooting for. But, I mean, if you can get – if you go with Sacramento, you get Barnes and and, and Buddy. I mean, those are, again, those are those are guys that you could see – uh, in a playoff series, doing so, doing some damage. You've see, actually seen it from Harrison Barnes, not in the, the the near near future, but in the near past. But you know it's happened. Uh, he's a he's an established veteran, and and you need that, you know, to to be a, a successful playoff team, especially in the East when you talk about the veteran teams that Milwaukee and Brooklyn are going to put out there. And then Buddy just seems like a guy if 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 he's playing with Embiid and he can find some space, he can he can he's one of the dudes that can take over games. Uh, which is always a little bit scary. Yeah, I mean, you, you've that that's for as far as realistic packages go, that's probably number one on my list too. Just like because for that factor, like Barnes is a guy who just knows how to play, and Buddy Hill's a guy who can win you a game. Like if he gets so, you don't think you don't think that that Richardson, Al Horford, and uh, Rob Williams and Aaron Smith will be enough to to top that. No, no, I. I don't think I honestly I don't I think it's intriguing to think about, but I do not think it you're not gonna be able to put that package together by the time you like Simmons is gonna be moved. There's no way they can wait this out if you're the Sixers, right? Like he has to move 
by maybe not by camp, but like at least early in the regular season here, because you, if you let this drag on, then who the hell knows what will happen here. I think, I think every day that, that even, even starting from training camp, like I, and, I, and especially with Doc Rivers, and I think a guy that he, he would talk about yeah. the 08 championship. And I think from day one, it was about buying in, but no lost time. Where, I mean, not that they didn't have some problems along the way. Any team does. But from the very beginning, everyone was in. Everyone was part of that team. Everyone knew, okay, for these next 82 games, eight, you know, 100 games, by the end of it, we are together. And it, it's hard to 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 build, a, again, that, that culture, that winning culture, when you know that that is right there. Again, it, it's hard enough if, if it's your seventh or eighth player. But if it's your second best player, your third best player, uh, especially just, just – in this day and age, I don't think you can do it and be successful. Yeah, it's a it's a good point. And you just doc you whether it was LA or now coming to Philly, it seems just not the drama follows him around, but he just seems to be in the center of a lot of like volatile locker room situations. And who knows, you know how much that you know this situation is because of him. Obviously, the the the, the Philly Simmons relationship goes way far back, but now. You look with this, with what happened with Fultz, for from a Philly perspective, like it it went from a really nice regular season to full on like <laughs> panic mode here in terms of trying to figure this out. And and now and it's actually cool from the Celtics standpoint because you do have someone you don't not only have like Al and Richardson who've been down there, but you also have Udoga was down there and saw Simmons firsthand there. So you at least get the the perspective sure. there, at least. So I'm sure Brad, like, hey, like, what, what, what should we offer for Ben if, if they're, if, if he's still on the team in two months and they're, you know, have no one else returning their calls? Like, it'll be funny to see what his perspective would be on that. I would not hate it, but uh, hey, so listen, we have, uh, we have a new sponsor here, so let me get this read in and let me say, listen up, sports betters. This is the Winning Place podcast here to tell you about our favorite sports book that is Bet US. Football is back. It's time to get in on the action. Uh, we only endorse one sports book. That is BetUS.com. Why, you ask? Did you ask why? You, Rob, you did, right? No, I was thinking about it. You beat me to the You point. were just saying why, right? It's the obvious question. That is because BetUS has been America's favorite sports book for over 25 years now. Uh, you need a sports book with integrity, with longevity. You need to know that you're going to get paid. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports. All kinds of crazy bets. Uh, it's the best kind of bet. It's a crazy bet. Um, call today, 1-800-79-BET-US. That is 1-800-79-BET-US. They will walk you through setting up an account. Nobody in the industry gives you better bonuses than BETUS. Uh, join now and get up to 200%. That's a 200% bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. Uh, I bet at BETUS. We bet at BETUS. Me and B-Rob make so many bets. We both are betting our, our children's futures at BetUS.com. You should do that. Go now uh, and start betting America's favorite sports book. That is BetUS.com, where the game begins. And when the games begin, B-Rub, uh, in about a month, well, no, about two months before the actual games start in the NBA, uh, Jason Tatum is going to be looking like a monster. Did you see those th- that, that photo? I, I did see these photos, and, yes, I need the – I need the perspective from you on this because that like, is it, you can't really fake that. Like obviously you can stage photos and stuff like that, but 
If you faked it, he's it's a psychotic move. If you fake that, yeah. like I hope, <laughs> I hope that the, the depths of, of Tatum's like uh, insecurities and whatever uh, need for clout doesn't go that deep that he's editing his biceps. But my first reaction to seeing that photo is that the Celtics are a top three team in the East. Whoa, I, I mean... I, that was just that was just my gut. I, I you know who knows, but dude, like if if if, he, if that's what this is about this year, if he's because that's a, that's that's a body that is ready to attack, that is going to get to the foul line upwards of seven, eight, nine, ten times a game, like we saw in the playoffs at times. That is a, a, a body that is made to 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 withstand, and maybe we don't want all 82 games for Tatum. He needs to rest every once in a while. But it, that's like 75 strong games of putting an NBA team on your back. And to do that and to have those guns and to also have Jalen Brown right next to you, who is, who is, you know, in the same mindset. I don't know, man. Like, like, it, it got me excited in a purely basketball sense. It, it got me excited. And I mean, it is coming off of playing the Olympics. If I remember correctly, you were, you know, weren't crazy at first about him going to do that, but now he clearly, yeah. He, he I was more worried about arm. his. I was more worried about his legs than his arms. Right. I would say. Yeah, it's a, but he had a lot. He didn't miss any arm days in Japan. That's for no. sure. Well, all that down. Like I guess they were stuck in their room, or you know, <laughs> they can only go to the room or work out. And apparently, we know what like they military did. workouts. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'd say for a guy that I think the one. I mean, he has a few weaknesses left in this game, but one key one is again being able to take contact around the rim and, and finish through multiple bodies down there like he obviously that's an area where he's been up and down throughout his career and so yeah if he can if this is muscle that could clearly help in that department and now with you know that fresh off a gold medal fresh off of all you know a long off season for him from the nba for NBA purposes so to hopefully recharge the batteries and now fresh team fresh coach and it'll be again add an extra layer of entry you thought I don't know if I'm going to go top three in the East. I can't, and I'm not going to go that far yet, but um, I want to see what Jalen Brown's wrist look like. But I guess he was even working out in Vegas with the team a few weeks ago. So I guess I would assume that he's going to be very much good to go for training camp if he's already putting some work that early. Yeah, those, those were top 10 player biceps. That was that, <laughs> That's what that said. It said, I am ready to be in the top 10 in the NBA. If he's not already. Has, but Who else has top 10, like, player biceps around like who who's just I mean obviously I think LeBron's an obvious choice in terms of like you look at a a wings upper body you're like okay that that guy's just like built like a tank and is not going to get slowed down yeah well and because and we do have firsthand experience of of knowing with with Shemi Ojale that that it doesn't always does not necessarily translate yeah don't don't judge a player by his biceps as the old saying goes (laughs) um it, it can create some success but it's not guaranteed um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it, it's exciting. And again, he hasn't, maybe he's taken some time off. I know Tatum has been out in California, so maybe he's been able to relax a little bit, but you know, he saw those videos. He was out there scrimmaging with, with Drew Hanlon's crew. I think, I think Beal was there and, uh, a bunch of other guys and Kelly Oubre maybe, but, uh, he's out there, he's working, he's, he's grinding and he's, he seems pretty focused. And again, it, it's always been 
a, a, if there's ever a question sometimes about Tatum, maybe it's the killer instinct. Maybe it's that like that fuck you in him that 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 can make him just want to go out there between the lines and destroy his opponent. But physically, he is he is getting. And again, we we see this with superstars. You look at Giannis his first couple of years. You look at him now. You're like, oh, you're right. Like it's, it's a little bit more subtle when you're looking at him all the time. But when you look at the before and after, you're like, okay. After four or five years in the NBA training program, you are now an NBA player, uh, and and Tatum's body's there. So, man, that's exciting. It was, and he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. It was a bit of a thirst trap, maybe, but uh, but I was good to see. Should we have to give a minute for Taco here? Yeah, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the NBA. It's right? so non guaranteed deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And so I actually looked at their roster to be like, okay, is he actually going to have a legitimate chance to it's, make their roster? It's like all centers, right? It's like, yeah, you throw, there is a ton of centers there, but there isn't, like, it's very, like, he's not going to be able to play, but they have, you know, Jared Allen, they have Kevin Love, but there is a spot for, like, a 15th, 14th guy. Like, he has to beat out a couple guys for it, but with a good training camp, I would think, I mean, he also is eligible for a two-way, so maybe... He's going to do that, and the right. and the Cavs obviously will will reap the benefits of Taco Chance for the the Canton Charge or wherever else he plays. Um, no, he had he has value beyond has value. being an right. NBA player. You know, no question. But I mean, even that, like, I do think with the you know they at least are going to have the type of of you know defensive player and, and Allen. Like, yeah, you could see Taco being the the third center on that team, and you know playing in the G league mostly, but you know, if they have injuries or whatever, like, yeah, you get spot minutes here and there. Like he was in Boston once in a while, like Taco had an okay season, but Taco was like, not like the roster construction was an issue last year, but it wasn't Taco's fault. And he actually like performed well in a couple games. Like I always remember the game against the wizards when half the team was out of COVID, like he made a huge impact off the bench in that game. There was no fans in the arena to like cheer him on, which, which is terrible. But it was, again, a fun memory for beyond just like, you know, him being a fan favorite, just a good thing for his career. Here's the question. Do we see, let's just say that that best case scenario, Taco makes this Cleveland team. Do we yeah. have the Taco Fall tribute video uh, <laughs> when he comes back to the Garden yeah. as a member of the, of the Cavs? Yeah, it's simply the, the video where Brad Stevens like waves on the crowd to, like, yeah. to go nuts and bring him in. I mean, there won't be one, but there should be. Um, they should have Brad should come down from the, <laughs> yeah. and actually, actually, I wonder. That's going to be interesting. I wonder where Brad's going to be during the that's games. Right. You know, D- Danny kind of sat courtside sometimes yeah, when he was allowed to, you know, baseline by the hoop. Like, yep. is Brad Stevens watching most of these games at home? Is he going to be watching from a suite somewhere, or is he going to? I don't see him being a courtside guy for some no, reason. No, I don't either. It's funny because you mentioned that, like in. In Vegas, Brad Stevens' watching habits during summer league, he usually is up, and you've I, you've seen this probably when you've been in Vegas. Like usually, ten rows up into the crowd, in the coaches, you know, slash scouts section. Um, mm-hmm. He will watch from courtside, you know, when the Celtics play. But that's when he likes, you know, he likes to he's going to observe the game from afar. He kind of does the crowd. I don't know if that's going to fly at the Garden. It's gonna, probably going to be tough for him to to not get too distracted from the masses. The people are going to be able to pick him out of the lineup there. So I would expect, I would, in, uh... yeah, I would expect him to, to go of that. Um, you know, maybe not the A share, but something closer to the court. 
And maybe for the Cleveland game, he can come on and do like an honorary wave, like for Taco. Like he can, they can recreate the moment for the Taco yeah. tribute. Um, exactly. So we'll see how that works out. Um, what are your thoughts on Rondo? I love the guy. What can I say? <laughs> like he, he already went. You're, you won. You won a title with the Lakers. Like it doesn't like how much more can you feel? After that, you know what I mean. It's like if someone shoots you, then stabs you. Like the stab, uh, yeah. the, the stab, the stab isn't as bad, right? Right. But I'm proud of him. You know, uh, I'm glad. As long as, even if you you hate to see him on the Lakers, but with Rondo, with Rondo is in the NBA, the NBA is a better place. So I'll take some solace in that. I'll miss him. I don't know how long he has before he retires and becomes a a Hall of Fame NBA head coach somewhere, but I will enjoy seeing him on the court while I can. What is he going to even play for them? Do you think, though? Like this, like him going back there was intriguing. I mean, just their log jam there. It's like, I think it's going to save him for the playoffs and like in case Westbrook goes nuts or something. Yeah. And I, and I think that at this point, we talk about Taco having value beyond being on the court. Like Rondo is an assistant coach. Like he yeah. is, he is a guy who you want on your side. If he's, re- if he's, if he's bought in, like if his focus is, on helping the Lakers win a championship, I think he's a guy that can help you a lot in a day to day. And it's like, and and maybe more in some cases. And I don't know if it's more like with a younger player. Of course, you want a guy like Rondo who can like you know, be be a mentor for for the younger guys, but just to support LeBron and AD and 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 Westbrook and keep those guys focused and make their lives a little bit easier, you know. And I, but I think he does a lot of game planning. I think he does a lot of scheming. At uh, from what I remember, I think he was like said it in all the Lakers coaching staff meetings when he was, when he was there in the bubble, like, you know, this is a guy who's really focused on, on, and I'm almost positive he's going to be a head coach when he's done. So I think he can help you that way too. So maybe you're kind of paying for uh, another assistant coach and maybe someone who can jump in. Like I suggested the Celtics do with Evan Turner last year, like use Evan Turner in a pinch. Maybe uh, Rondo can, can represent that. I wonder what Evan's going to be doing now. Uh, yeah, I know. I feel, he, he feel like he's got to be somewhere around basketball. You'd think so. I mean, again, that hope, hopefully get an opportunity somewhere else. Um, Maybe he wants to be the third guy uh, on uh, winning plays. Hey, hey. The, the opportunity is there. When, um, at us.com. Can you bring him on board? <laughs> I like it. Um, all right. Final thoughts before we wrap up here. Uh, still no movement at the end of the roster. For the Celtics, we have there's 16 players, only 15 spots. Jabari Parker had some money guaranteed this past week, 100 foul. So there's clearly interest in keeping him on the roster. I think there's also the need for a guy like him at the four on the roster, since there's that's an area where there isn't much depth right now. So you got that. Chris Dunn, Carson Edwards, Bruno Fernando. Who who's the odd man out here? What's your you know, they still have some time to figure this out. They could even go to the camp and just, you know, see what it looks like and make a move. But what's yeah. who's, your, who's your play there? I mean, if Chris Dunn is healthy, even if he's not, I'm I'm kind of kind of over the Carson Edwards experience. You know, like yeah, of any ill will towards the guy. Like I don't want to take away his dream of playing in the NBA. Uh, I just would be very okay if, for some reason, uh, they decide to move on. 
from Carson Edwards. I don't think I, he, I think he's gotten chances. He's gotten oh, a ton of chances. Oh, yeah. He said opportunity has not. And it just didn't quite work out. Maybe it could still work out somewhere else. Maybe he could go overseas and make a ton of money over the next decade playing basketball. Um, but if it's if if the Celtics are in a crunch and he is one of the options, I'm gonna go Carson. Uh yeah, I'm with you on that. Um Chris Dunn, I mean, maybe they I guess if they want to lose some luxury tax money, that's probably the, the way they'll go since he is making five million dollars. And it is tough to see him getting the rotation if you're you're playing Pritchard with with Schroeder here now too. Um, but yeah, from a pure like upside perspective and Dunn can actually, I think really help you defensively if he, if he's healthy um, and, you know, injuries do come up. So, but that'll be a fascinating subplot the next few weeks to see where they go on that front. But I think Jabari probably feels pretty good right now. They, they gave him the hundred thousand safe. I don't think maybe they'll bring in an extra free agent to like veteran guy. They, I know Ime Udoka talked about that. I, I'm sure there's a few guys that'd be, they're kind of waiting on um, that, are, but but they all, those guys probably have offers from elsewhere too. So I would think I'm it'd be probably a tough sell to get him get them here as opposed to like a place where they might be able to more realistically win a ring next year. Yeah, don't forget about that one hundred and ten thousand dollars that they got in the Evan Fournier deal. That's your guarantee right there. That's the secret. Yep. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Well, good episode. Great episode. So hit us up at Winning Plays Pod on Twitter. Again, check out our new sponsor, BetUS.com. You can get up to a 200% welcome bonus there. And um, as always, hit us up at Winning Plays Pod on Twitter. And we will be back with you guys next week.